Welcome to the Mogul Mommy podcast. It's your girl, Elaine Gonzalez-Johnson, and I have the most amazing person joining me today. One of my favorite people on the planet because he be out here trying to get me snatched in real life, but my coach, he's also an entrepreneur, a business owner, an amazing husband, dad, all of those things. My good friend, Mark. Mark, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Mark, obviously, uh, owner of CrossFit Prime. Uh, originally was an accountant, uh, but didn't have a passion for that. So I uh, opened a gym with my friend, CrossFit Prime, over 12 years ago. That led to GFit Women, which you're a member at. Um, great friendship uh, and partnership with Allie. And then after that, uh, nutrition kind of became my passion because I realized to keep people at a gym, you had to get them results. And the best way to get results beyond the training is the nutrition as they say, abs are made in the kitchen, that corny phrase. Uh, so I always want to educate people now. But also, it became very personal for me in my life as I got older. Uh, some things we dealt with, with my son uh, with a seizure disorder, some things I've dealt with my family with heart disease and mental illness. So nutrition kind of became a big part of my life and became a big part of my influence either in the gym or in uh, the GFIT community. What kind of seizures does your son have? I'm asking because Eva, my daughter, was just my guest on our last podcast episode, and she shared her experience. She's recently been diagnosed with a form of epilepsy. She experiences absence seizures. So she's like on meds, and we're going through that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So he had that. Uh, I believe it was his, don't quote me now. This has now been a while. Uh, He grew out of it, thankfully. My kids are 13. They're twins. Uh, And this happened when he was three. So he grew out of it probably by the time he was six, they kind of declared him that he doesn't, you know, doesn't have any seizure disorders, so to speak. Uh, But he was having that. He was waking up in the middle of the night, pacing, all that. I was, I believe they said it was in his back left lobe. Um, And it wasn't like a tonic clonic seizure. It was, uh, it was the ones where, like you said, he just goes absent. Yeah. Occasionally it would end up in where his eyes were telling you he was freaked out and scared but his body couldn't react. And then he was, uh, he would like pace the room, uh, you know, and other things would happen, but then he would come out of it and he'd be like crying in a fit, almost like it was like a blackout period in his life. Uh, and it got really scary for, I would say about a month of our life. It was happening all the time. We couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, and it was something that scared me for years afterwards. If I ever like even caught him waking up in the middle of the night, cause that's yeah. when it tend to happen. Uh, but we continued to get him tested. He was on a low dose of Keppra, but at the time, um, he grew out of it. And at the and moment that happened, I really started going into nutrition really deep. So uh, we had him tested for all sorts of different genetic things. We removed a lot of things from our diet. Obviously, it depends on how much you believe in all that stuff. But uh, I believe it only at least helped or contributed. This is so like crazy how all the stars are aligning. Like literally, Eva was just telling the world like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. And then here's how you start your introduction. So I love the flow of things. Okay. So I met Mark probably 2000, 2000, maybe 14. You came to me and asked if you should do his business thing. Yes. That's the crazy thing. Like I met Mark such a long time ago, guys. I tried to do CrossFit. I was in this phase where I was trying to like have this 
small waist, big booty body. And then I would see all these like CrossFit games. And I'm like, yo, them girls look great. Maybe I should try CrossFit. And as soon as I walked through those doors in Mark's gym, he felt like home. Like he's just one of those people where you could feel his energy. He just feels like home. He makes you feel comfortable. And then it was like, I would always try to see what class he was teaching at. Cause he was like my first friend, but then, you know, I just tried it and I just couldn't stick with it. But his energy was so impactful that when I decided to start Latinas in Motion um, and just really think about, should I leave my job? I asked him for a meeting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this organization. It's small. It's a baby. But I'm thinking about, you know, resigning. And he's like, do it, do it. If you're not happy where you are, what's the worst that could happen? It's so much easier said than done, Mark, but I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I resigned and I'm out here living my very best life. And so here's the thing, although CrossFit Mark Studio didn't work for me, I actually joined GFit Women, which I've been a part of for two years. And I love it. That is my second home. If y'all follow me on Instagram, I'll be going harder than the paint telling y'all join this gym if you're a woman, but it's amazing. And now Daryl, my husband is at Mark's gym. So it's like a full circle of amazingness, but we're here today to talk about nutrition. So I get so many DMs, especially on Instagram specifically about, oh my gosh, girl, you're looking so great. What are you doing? What diet are you on? You know, what's going on? And so if you know me, you know that I've been serious about my nutrition since February 1st of this year. Here's the thing, guys, I'm 34 and there is no wrong time to get your life together. So yes, it took me 34 years, but guess what, boo? It is your time to make your light shine and get your whole life snatched. And what does snatch mean? Snatch means whatever you want it to be. For me, it's a small waist, right? But I want to get out of our heads that we have to be a certain gene size and we have to see a different number on the scale I'm going to let Mark give us like the expert guru, you know, answer to that. But for me, I think that that was toxic for me, Mark, like trying to, oh my gosh, having to see the specific number on the scale or trying to fit in a certain gene size when I was doing all the work, the nutrition was missing. Um, But now that I'm doing the nutrition for me, it's about how do I feel? So now I'm not trying to look like nobody on Instagram. I'm not trying to look like nobody on TV because here's the thing. Like I had two whole babies. I have, I had two C-sections, not that I'm making an excuse, but I have, I just have extra skin. I'm a mom. I have stretch marks. So for me, it's unrealistic for me to be like, all right, I'm going to have that type of body. My goal is to be the very best version of Elaine to feel good. And I started to feel good when I took my nutrition serious in February. I rallied up some women and husband and I tried Mark's GFIT nutrition program. It was 28 days. And Mark was like, the thing about Mark is like, he'd be checking me. Like, he's like, don't play, do this seriously for 28 days. And I was like, all right, how bad could it be? The first three days, y'all, I'm not going to lie. It felt like death, but then it's like, when you take off the pressure of like, I'm doing this to receive a product and I'm just going to enjoy the process. I think that's when the real magic happens. So for me, People be like, what are you training for? Or what do you want to diet for? I'm going to diet for my life. I- I'm training to, to live. And so I wanted Mark to come on here just to talk about 
his journey and why does he do what he does? Because I think when you want to get real answers, you need to talk to the real professionals that are doing this, not trying to sell you some fat diet, not trying to tell you to eat air and eat berries, but like a realistic plan for you to be well. So Mark, tell us, why did you get started? You know, how did you create this 28 day program? Um, You're super ripped. If you guys follow him on Instagram, he's like hashtag goals. Oh, thanks. No, it's, uh, I think there's a couple of things that motivate me. One is that uh, it's actually, I always say it's so close to people. And I know it's hard. Like, you know, we, we talked, we talked about some of the things you're eating on a regular um, back in the day before February. Uh, and that's a common thing for most people. And that's what most of the country is doing. And I think people get so caught up in like specialty items, like you said, fad diets, products, something that's in wine, some chemicals that's in this, some chemicals and that, some special berry. And they get caught up in these things that aren't sustainable. And the thing that kills me about it is all those things can come to you if you have a little bit of patience and you just literally remove sugar. Now, I used to be a nerd and try to teach people a lot of different things about nutrition. I would try and teach them everything, microbiome, uh, like everything, everything about metabolism, anything about the energy systems. And you would just lose people and I want to get them. But in working with people, I found that you can fix all of that simply by removing sugar. I know it's not an exciting or a sexy message. A lot of people think they don't eat sugar, but if you're eating cereal all the time, if you're eating pasta, you're eating grains, you're getting lattes, you're doing the common things that every person is doing. That is literally what is killing everyone in the country. It is literally the one thing if we removed, it would be better than every pharmaceutical drug that is out there. So it's so simple and so close to people. And I think what we try to do with the GFIT challenge I think sometimes people think it's a gimmick because it's a 28 day thing, but really what we're trying to do is introduce you to normal food. Things can taste good. You can see that you probably could live this way 80, 90% of your life. And that compound effect, I mean, you know, you're, you're a business owner. I know you know this, you know, the compact effect of small things, doing the basic routines day in and day out. And most people don't have the patience for that where they get caught up in this trip coming up or the short term thing. And that is always what gets in the way of them really becoming who they want to become. And like you said, that's the best version of yourself. It's not having an eight pack or whatever. It's slowly getting there. And then you do, no one wants to hear you look back three years from now and you're a totally different person. But I do know if you stick to it through a tough week, through 28 days, it can change your beliefs because suddenly you don't know what you don't know right now, which is how you can feel when you remove all that sugar. And then if you can buy into that, you can get those compound benefits over the, you know, over a lifetime. And so here's the thing, guys, the reason why I wanted to have Mark on here, number one, I trust him and I know y'all be out here riding for me. So, you know, if I love him, you need to love him too. But the second thing is like, when we think about people of color, so I'm talking about black and brown people and what's killing us, it's heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. And all of these things, it can be fixed through your diet. And when I looked at my life, my grandfather passed away in his early seventies of heart disease. My grandmother passed away of diabetes, right? My mom had a stroke a year and a half ago. So when Mark was literally teaching us, cause in the 20 day program, he does like this little video, you know, like five minutes a day, but it made it so real, real for me. Cause I'm just like, yo, this is my life. Like if I don't get it together now, then I don't want to end up like fill in the blank. And these are all things that are 
doable. Like for me, so Mark was saying things that I used to eat because I used to live by honey bunches of oats, y'all. If we're putting myself on blast, like I lived for pizza, just things that were easy because when you're running a business, Mark, it's like, I need something quick to go. But here's the thing. The one thing that I learned, it's like prepping will definitely save you time. And it's just as easy to like get up and go and planning, like planning out Daryl and I literally sit down on Sundays and figure out, okay, what are we going to eat? And we're not eating things that are not, um, they're delicious. Like, yo, there's even thanks to Mark and his wife, we even have an arroz con pollo recipe. So it's not like you're eating just white rice and, and tilapia. You're literally eating things that you enjoy. I'm not putting anything on my plate that I'm not going to eat. And I think that's why I was able to finish the 28 days and continue living this way. And it's not just me, like Jamira, my best friend, so many people in my circle are now living this G-Fit lifestyle because it's doable. Like it doesn't feel like you're working as hard, but the thing is, is like, it's, everything is kind of figured out for you. So how did you come up with that concept? uh, A lot of heartache. Uh, A lot of people going to someone else for answers besides me in my own gym. Uh, And just realizing that the genius in anything is simplifying something. So uh, like everyone has their own interests. They have their specialties, the things that they're an expert in. And, you know, mine happens to be nutrition. So it makes it easy for me to stay healthy. And I have to be right. Like I'm, it's part of my identity. It's part of my business. I have to live it if I want to live by example. So I understand it makes it easy for me and how hard it is for other people. So a lot of it came from just reading business and development books of like how to, you know, just setting good habits and behaviors because so much of diet and everything like that is just habitual and routine and has nothing to do with the food. Like a lot of people at least come to my gym, know a lot about food. They know about macros and they know, you know what I mean? But they can't put together the simple routine. So I think we tried to create something that helped people just execute a plan. Like here it is. And I know people aren't going to execute a plan. If it's like you said, it's air and berries. Like no one's going to live that way. So everything we try and work on, we want it to be sustainable. But even beyond the challenge, like you kind of touched on it with early with your family and stuff like that. And it happened to my family as well. It happened to, you know, we lost uh, Janet's dad a couple of years ago from heart disease. And he was someone that a lot of people even thought was healthy. So the thing that really gets to me is people do not understand that cereal, sugar, juice, and the things that they're doing every day, they're not just making them get a little fat and put on a little weight. It is literally killing you and you are going to have to deal with it at some point in your life. So it's not something you can run from. It's going to get you, whether it's a 35, 45 or 55. So just trying to spread that message that simply get rid of that one thing. If you have no interest in the GFA challenge, which is, you know, I don't really care. I just think it's a good tool to help you get there. Just get rid of this stuff. And you're like, you need to take it serious. There's no debating. No, there's no dietary debate on what sugar is doing to human beings right now. So, but Mark, what if people are like, well, I'm not eating Snickers bars and drinking soda, so I'm good. Uh, then you just, you know what you need to do? You need to look at how, do, how is your health? What is your waist to height ratio? Do you have a belly? You know, I always say this, like if you got a, if you got a big butt, you got big thighs, that could be totally genetic. If you have a big belly, normally that's what they call diabetic weight. So you put on weight around the waist. It's normally a certain type of fat. Uh, and that fat is surrounding your organs, suffocating your organs. Uh, and it's making it extremely hard for the body to function properly metabolically. And in time, it's literally, like I said, killing you. So 
If you think you're not doing that, look at your waist and be real with yourself. Are you putting on weight? You're not putting on weight just because of your genetics. If you are naturally bigger, yes, that is genetic. If you've gotten bigger than being bigger than you were before, that's diet. And most of this country, 88% of the country actually is metabolically unhealthy. Mm, so a high number. You need to look at that part of it and just be real with yourself because there's no hiding from it. Because if you're not going to do something about it now, you're going to be on medications. You're going to have to confront this at some point in your life. Mark, that was like heavy. What it is, but the thing that's exciting about it is it's simple. Okay, so here's the thing. So let's talk about, let's take use me, right? Mm -hmm. So like for me, how can we get someone like me to stop eating sugar? I think start small. I think there's things that people know that are a problem. I've seen people lose 30, 40 pounds just from removing the alcohol or just from removing the soda. Pick one thing that you know is horrible. Start small. People normally found New Year's goals or any other goal that they try to take on because they try to do all of it at once. They go crazy a weekend, two weeks in, three weeks in. They think they're not that person. They fall back to all their old things. But if you can replace one habit with a healthier habit, you can suddenly conquer it. And then I think that gives you strength to try a new thing. And it, once again, it can compound. So start small, I think, is the way you have to do it. I love that. Okay, so... My next question, what are you most proud of in your wellness journey? What am I most proud of? Uh, that I've never sold out. I've never sold out for money. Um, I know that's it's, right. hard. it's hard. I have my own business and it's hard to do things the right way in the fitness industry because every person you meet is being sold junk. And every, and it appeals to everyone's human nature, which is to want that junk to work for them. They want to believe in that shake program. They want to believe in that pill. They want to believe in that drug. They want to believe in whatever it is, the new diet people are talking about. People want to believe in it. And a lot of times that very thing is what is setting people back. And it's hard. Actually, it was easy. I, you know, me and my, me and my partners, we've always talked that we'd rather be broke then lead people straight. I don't even want to do this if I'm not, if it's not authentic, you know, that's why I left my job because it wasn't authentic. I was in my head screaming about how much I hated it and how much I was pretending to be there. So if we were going to do this, we wanted it to be authentic and real, but that is hard in this industry. So the fact that we've never uh, caved or sold out on that. And I think that did protect us when we went through COVID and, you know, when members stick with you because they know you have integrity and they feel you're your friend and they feel you have their best interest at heart. And when they easily could have walked away and not paid membership for months, like we weren't open and they paid because they cared about you. Right. Uh, and I think that type of stuff protection. I think our chief challenge is new. And I think in the short term, we can't make some of the claims that these other things can make because they're using gimmicks. And you know, in the challenge, right? I say we could starve you to get you to say, oh, I lost more weight doing this challenge, but I know that's not going to do right by you. And I know that's nothing sustainable. You're not going to look back at G Fit Nutrition as being someone that looked out for you and protected you. And it's not going to be a sustainable lifestyle. And I'm going to leave you the same way everyone else has left you if I do that. So, and that's not what I want. I want people to believe in the power of food. I want, you know what I mean? I want people to believe in people and relationships and things like that. And I think uh, not selling out in that way has not only been the happiest part of all this, but also a part that's in the long run protected us. Well, I think that you know, because I feel like you've been fit for so long, but like somebody like me, that's on this journey, we just want results faster. 
And I know, like, I know it takes time, but that's how you get into this trap because people are like, lose 20 pounds in 20 days. So you're like, yes, sign me up because you want those quick pop tart microwave results, but to the point it's not sustainable. No, it's not. So I think there's a couple things. There are ways to use gimmicks and tricks and things to accelerate results to keep you motivated. So, you know, you can mix in fasting. You can have periods of time where you cut calories a lot. You can have periods of time where you train really hard. You know, get that week where you lose a few more pounds and maybe theoretically or scientifically makes sense, but you can't chronically do it. And if you don't have a plan for when you are done doing it, I think that's the real problem. Mm, so that's good. Let's say if you want to jumpstart and lose some weight fast, I think that is, that is a big part of keeping people motivated. Absolutely. Um, but you need to have a plan for when you come off that. So let's say you really cut your calories dramatically for a few weeks, because there's only so long you can do that before you just start to hate life, get anxious, get depressed. It starts to play on you. And then eventually you go back to what you know, because in that time, you didn't become a better person. You didn't develop the skill to live a healthier lifestyle that protects you for the long run. So what I would say is if you're going to do something extreme, you have to have a plan on how to come out of it. So you can't just yo-yo right back out. You have to ease into it back out. So a lot of actual coaches, what they will do is they'll say, I'll put you on a thousand calorie diet, which personally I never do to anyone, but let's say I'll put you on a thousand calorie diet. But then what I'm going to do, because I know that's going to bring your metabolism down a little possibly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to slowly build you back up. So now I'll go down to 1000 and then maybe next week we're eating 1100 calories and then we're eating 1200. But if you go from months on end of eating a thousand calories to just suddenly back to where you should, which a lot of people do because their hunger hormones are out of whack. You're just going to put it all on. And as you know, we talk about it in the challenge. Now you just put it all on and it's all fat. You just burn through a ton of your muscle because you, you starved yourself and muscle is what keeps you thin. Mm. That was so good and so helpful. Okay. So Mark, what I feel like sometimes I call Mark, my Jiminy cricket, just because I feel like he's my guide. I'd be like, Mark, I'm about to have some champagne just so you know. And there's no trickery when you see me on Instagram and he's like, that's actually the best choice for your life. So I'll be real hype. I feel like I got a star next to my name, but I think honestly, like if you, let's just say you're like, sis, G fit nutrition ain't for me. The one thing that has helped my entire life and helped me stay committed. It's like being honest with Mark, Mark, I'm going out for Valentine's day and I'm gonna have Mexican, but also knowing that I made sure that that day I worked out, I made sure I had a really, really low carb breakfast and lunch, but I'm not going to hide anything from him because here's the thing, guys, in order for this to work for me, in order for him to hold me accountable, I can't lie because then he's going to be looking at me sideways like, sis, you ain't losing no weight in four weeks. So how how do you build these relationships and be so because you're not judgy mark that's one of the reasons why i love you because i'll be like mark i really want a piece of cheesecake but you're like all right sis if you're gonna do that just make sure you do this 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 and that i think uh i think a big part of the nutrition thing is humanizing yourself i think being a being a parent being a parent being a business whatever it is you have to humanize yourself and i think people gravitate to people that they think are real uh, like I said, I think it's a big part of even, like I said, I have kids that are 13. Um, I do not try to make them feel they need to be perfect. Uh, because then I know how that would have made me feel when I was younger, that if you do something as a kid, you then feel guilt 
because you think you're doing something wrong as opposed to understanding it's human. And I think if there, if you can show people that you can do this and be human, then they might buy in more to the long-term approach. So to that point, I eat bad sometimes. I'm not perfect. The difference is on the other 90% of the time, I have routines that absolutely protect me. I know what good is and I know what bad is where I think the common person thinks a hoagie might be good because it's not red meat or a, you know what I mean? Or some food that's insanely high in carbohydrates is good because it's plant-based. They don't know what is actually good, even though, and they're, and they're kind of going the wrong direction. So when they think they're eating good, they're actually eating bad. And then when they eat bad, they eat like really bad. <laughs> so yeah. I have a couple rules that normally insulate me. I have my routines during the week. And then when I go out to eat, I have my, I have my rules that kind of make it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not perfect. I mean, it's not perfect. I should say, um, but it's not a train wreck. And then you can do that. And if you always know you can do that, it makes it very sustainable. It never feels like a sacrifice and you can continue to live this way. And then you get all the benefits of it long-term. So here's the thing. So I don't know about you. I'm going to be real, bro. So growing up and even now, Mark, I feel like food is associated or connected to everything. So like somebody graduated, we're going out to dinner. There's a funeral we're going to eat. You know, there's a celebration we're going to eat. So I think sometimes being real honest with you, it feels like I can't be a part. I cannot do this lifestyle nutrition change because I'm going to miss out on all these things. Right. And so I found that we have like this Facebook group and so many women were asking Mark, kind of like freaking out, like, you know, I have a barbecue, Mark, what am I supposed to do? And I think in your head, you feel like there's nothing for me to eat or, you know, I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. So like, how do you approach those situations? I normally will, you alluded to it earlier. I will be good the days leading up to it. So I make sure that um, I normally set my calories. I actually have a video on this. I normally set my calories a little under what I need to eat. So I don't need to lose weight, right? But I will set my calories a little bit under that. And what that does is if you look at it from a macro view, the high level picture over the course of a week, a month, a year, by simply under eating a little bit on the regular days, nothing extreme, a little bit, then I can go into a day on like a Saturday and overeat by a little bit and it nets out. And then when I do overeat, I normally have a way of keeping that in check, which is my personal rule is that I don't drink a lot and eat a lot. So I won't eat bad and drink bad. So, you know, when you go to the party, you see people just chips here, the cakes there, the entrees are there, the appetizers are here, drinks nonstop. Like those days are probably 10,000 calorie days. And that probably blows out a month for you. And it's why 10,000 calories in one day. Oh, I've, I've tracked people. I've creepily tracked people at parties and I've tracked myself trying to not overeat and you right. can get the 5,000 calories. No problem. Like when you got to eat, like a couple wings is like a thousand calories. So Shut up. not, not a couple, like, like, I mean, like if you had like, how many wings would you have if you went out? Right. Or if you had a burger, you had pizza, like these things quickly add up. And then if you add in what people normally do, which is like bread. And, so what I normally do is I pick my spot. So I enjoy the entree, but I just enjoy the entree. I probably don't have the bread. I'll have a beer. I won't drink six. Or like last weekend, I was at a wedding. I drank a lot, (laughs) but I try not to eat really bad there too. You know, I try to minimize all the other things on the daily. So there's ways of having a strategy where you just got to kind of confine it. And every once in a while, you let it go, you know? 
Thanksgiving, you let it go. No, you're right. And I think sometimes we have to unlearn. You know what I'm saying? Like unlearn how we've been thinking, looking at food. You can't have, here's my problem I notice with people. It's not that they eat bad. It's that they do that every third day. There's a reason. If you don't have some sort of backbone and some sort of like pride in who you are. And the reason people don't do it is they don't see themselves as that person. They don't see themselves as someone that's healthy. They don't see themselves as the fit person. And what's ironic about it is once people do get themselves there, they fight to protect it. When it does flip for someone, finally, they still will eat bad, but they won't do it as often. You know what I mean? They're the go-to in their family for nutrition. So I think those are little things that you can do that will just kind of insulate you where you just have to be like honest with yourself, where you can't eat horrible every third day. That's just you. There are traditions and you should enjoy those traditions, but I think you just need to be realistic about picking your spots. I love that. Okay. So Mark your favorite book of all time my favorite book i got my bookshelf over here let's see <laughs> see, see over there yes which one tell us teach us my favorite book of all time wow that's a that is a tough one i mean and you could put it in a bucket like you could be like this is my favorite book in nutrition or this is my favorite book about you know habits whatever um, my favorite book on nutrition is, uh, probably deep nutrition. Uh, I also like ultra prevention. Uh, it's a good high level book that gives people an understanding that nutrition is a lot more than just calories. There's a lot but of things. That are these do. books that we could read or just a nerd like you would understand? You could read ultra prevention. You could read deep nutrition. I think those, okay. those would actually give you, um, an interest in the topic beyond. And it is, you know, it, it's digestible. It's not like a science book. Got it. Love it. Okay. And what are you currently listening to? I love to like learn about people. So I'm always like, what song is on your phone? Or what's your hype song when you're working out? I'm normally, if I'm by myself, I'm listening to like the heavy metal. I grew up with my dad because he had a heavy metal band. Uh, If I'm in the gym, it's always all new hip hop um, or what my son would listen to if we're in the car. I know that's right. Um, I listen to everything except country. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like everything. Right. I like everything except country. I like good music. It depends on what mood you're going for, what emotion you're trying to invoke. Right. So it depends on where I'm at. If I need high energy, I'll put on some metal or some like, you know, high, you know, where I'll go old school hip hop or something like that. It just depends on where I'm at. I love it. Okay. And if you had one message you could share with the world, what would that be? Because the world might be listening. If I had one message, it would uh, be to take take ownership for what in your life. Don't blame anyone else. Don't be a victim. I know that's right. Mark, you and I are so aligned. I just said that yesterday. I'm like, yo, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Mark just said, take ownership. I say nobody owes you anything. I hope that you guys absolutely love this episode. Mark, you are amazing per usual. If you guys have any questions, I'm going to be sure to add Mark's information um, on this episode notes. If you want to try the 28 day challenge, I'm going to be sure to put my link. You get 10% off for being in my mogul mommy tribe. I love you guys. And we will talk next week.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.